0: Welcome back. It's another
1: episode of The Savvy Psychologist. And I'm your host, Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, where every week I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. And this week's episode goes out with big thanks to listener Stephanie from Adelaide, South Australia, who sent me a lovely email that inspired me this week when I was dragging. So, on to today's episode. So, this word is one of the smallest, shortest words in the English language, but one of the hardest to say. This week, we'll talk about seven ways to say no and maybe not even feel guilty. Because we've all been there. We're minding our own business when we get a call, an email, or a what's happening office space style cubicle visit, and that other F word gets lobbed at us favor. And sometimes, of course, we say yes. We're delighted to help out. It's fun, rewarding, or win win. But sometimes we feel anything but delighted. We feel bad, obligated, resentful, or pressured. And it's almost guaranteed we feel guilty. So today, let's talk about why not to feel guilty when you say no to coming in on Saturday, coordinating the preschool fun fair for the third year in a row, or loaning your pickup truck to your friend who's moving this weekend. That plus seven concrete ways to say no from beginner to ninja. So let's start with why you shouldn't feel guilty about saying no. Well, first, guilt is an emotion reserved for when you do something wrong. If you hurt someone, it's appropriate to feel guilty. Now, saying no might create a little extra work for the person you're declining because now they have to ask someone else or otherwise rethink, but it falls well short of hurtful. So to make this more visual, picture a flowchart. Saying no simply sends someone in a different direction. And people are scrappy and creative. If you say no, they'll recalibrate and take another path. You're no Obi-Wan Kenobi. Seldom is it true that you are really someone's only hope. And there are almost always other options out there for them and the favor they need. Now, second, we often feel guilty because not only do we think we're hurting the other person, but because we expect retaliation. We think she's going to hate me or he'll get mad or I'll get fired. Our brains jump to the worst case scenario. So instead, let's take a step back and look at all the other much more likely possibilities that our brains leapfrogged over on the way to the worst. So ask yourself instead, what's a more likely scenario? Maybe your requester will be momentarily disappointed, but understand and then get help elsewhere. Or let's look at it another way. We can generate a more likely scenario by asking, what happens when someone says no to you? Do you fly into a rage, burst blood vessels, and froth at the mouth? Probably not. So don't hold a double standard. You can expect reasonable others to react as you do. That is to say, reasonably.
0: Want to make mom's day? on to seven ways to
1: say no. So method number one is offer an alternative. Now, this is the easiest way to say no. You can decline the request, but offer a consolation prize, such as, my schedule just doesn't allow me to proofread your dissertation before your deadline, but here's a link to a great article on the five biggest dissertation errors to watch out for. So just make sure you're not offering an alternative solely out of guilt. Your goal is to actually be helpful to the requester, not just to make yourself feel less guilty. Method number two is connect with empathy as well as saying no. So demonstrating that you've truly heard and understood the person's request can make them feel good, even if you ultimately can't take on the task. So you can affirm that they're working hard or that they're dealing with a challenging task. For instance, You could say, you're working so hard to make your sister's wedding a success. I really wish I could take organizing the shower off your hands, but I just can't right now. Method number three is blame something objective. So you can make your unavailability the fault of your schedule, your workload, other duties, or another external objective circumstance that's out of your control. And you can avoid the awkwardness of hearing, you're busy this week, then how about next week? By adding. I'll let you know if anything changes. Method number four, blame something subjective. So along the same lines as blaming an external circumstance, you can also blame something internal and individual to you. So for instance, blame your taste, your skills, your style. For example, I'm going to have to say no to emceeing the recital because being on stage is just not my style. Method number five, turn it into a compliment. So say no to the request, but turn it into a compliment for the requester, such as, thank you so much for thinking of me. That was so nice of you. Or I really appreciate the opportunity. It was so lovely of you to ask me first. And personally, I always try to do this when fundraisers stop me on the street. I won't always donate, but I always tell them they're doing important work and wish them the best of luck. Method number six, stick to your guns. Okay, so now we're getting more advanced. So some folks will push you and ask more than once, or will pester you to try to wear you down. And some of these people may have an age in the single digits, and two of them live in my house. So in this scenario, it's okay to use the classic broken record technique. Just give the same answer again and again when they ask again and again. And you don't have to be soulless about it. You can empathize with them or give them a big hug. But don't let your answer morph from no to maybe to, well, okay, just one to fine, go ahead. Just stick to your original no. Method number seven say no without apologizing. Okay, this is graduation from no school. Just like guilt, apologizing is for when you've done something wrong. And it may seem like a fine line between not apologizing and being rude, but done well, no, can be gracious and polite. And your requester won't even miss the I'm so sorry. So for instance, you could say, what a lovely idea to make handmade decorations for the reunion. I have to admit that I am just not the woman for that job but I can make a mean sangria. Ta-da! No apologies needed. A final tip. Make your no swift and clear. Don't delay your answer. Say you'll think about it, say maybe, or say yes and then back out. It may feel wrong to say no up front, but in the long run, a clear, timely answer is more polite and in your requester's best interest. Now, to wrap up, For those of us who like to think we can do it all, starting to say no may come with a cost. We may not be the supermom, jack-of-all-trades, or I-can-always-count-on-you friend we've come to see ourselves as. But when we stop trying to do it all, oddly, we gain time, energy, and best of all, self-respect. Good news, The Savvy Psychologist is now on Spotify, so you can head over to their app and check it out. And if The Savvy Psychologist is helpful to you, also head over to Facebook and like the show. Never miss an episode when you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher, and have the show notes delivered right to your inbox by signing up for the newsletter at quickanddirtytips.com newsletters. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and transcripts for this and every other episode, more than just the last 25, as many of you have asked, are always available by going to quickanddirtytips.com and checking out the Savvy Psychologist channel. Of course, the Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. But thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week for a happier,
0: Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.